Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Kelly May, our Senior Extension Associate for Family Finance and Resource Management. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks for having me. I I love talking about this. So today's topic focuses on credit and primarily talking about understanding credit scores. And I think consumers, I was actually just having a conversation with someone about it this morning, consumers spend a lot of time thinking about their credit and wondering about their credit. And there there is no doubt that credit is a huge part of our everyday lives. So I'm pleased that you're here and joining us today to really kind of maybe talk about some of the the myths associated with credit, and just to help us get a better understanding. And we'll get started with just talking about, you know, what is a credit score and what goes into a credit score? So your credit score comes from your credit report, and it's something that could help you hopefully improve your chances of getting a better offer on a loan, insurance, utilities, housing, and more. So it's not just for getting a credit card or a loan anymore. A lot of places look at your credit score And the main thing they're looking for is they want to know whether you pay your bills on time. Most of your credit score comes from that. They call it the payment history. And that is primarily what they're looking for is your reliability. The next most important thing about your credit score is uh, how much you owe relative to how much you're able to borrow. So what they're looking for is if you're going to max out your cards, that's not going to look good on your credit score. Right. If you have credit available, you want to use as little of it as you can so that it looks like you have lots of credit you can use, but shows that you're able to control yourself and not use it all. Right. Are there other other factors that are also included in your credit score? Yes, there are. The next factor uh, is the length of credit history. So they're going to look at how long you've had your accounts open. Uh, So if you've had an account for a long time, even your bank accounts, it may serve you well to leave those open longer to not switch all the time, just for that factor of your score. And then the next thing they look for is the frequency of new credit. So you don't want to open too many new accounts. That makes you look like a risky customer. Uh, On the other hand, you don't want to close a bunch of accounts because that would impact your credit history. So there's a little bit of a balance there. Finally, they look at the types of credit used. So They want to see if you have different kinds of credit and how you manage those. So credit cards, installment loans, mortgage loans, school loans. Now, that's not to say you have to have all of those, but if you have more than one, like if you have more than just credit cards, it's going to look better than if you only have credit cards. I want to take a minute to talk about this frequency of of new credit that on campus I have the opportunity to teach a class in, in family finance. We do a fairly significant unit on credit because I think it's important that as individuals are graduating and getting ready to go out into the real world that they understand the decisions that they're making with credit. And this is one that I spend a lot of time talking about because I feel like there's so many opportunities to access new credit. And the example I always give in class is about, you know, every time you go, let's say, to the mall and you check out, and as you're checking out, they and they're telling you your total, they ask, 
oh, are you using a fill-in-the-blank of the name of the store card today? And if you say no, then they kind of give you the sales pitch then of what a great deal it would be to take that card out. And I know you're a lot like me, that you love a good deal and you love a good <laughs> sale, right? I do. But um, And so sometimes it's really tempting when they're saying, oh, you could get 10% off or 20% off today, especially if you're making a large purchase. But I, I think we need to realize that every time we do that, that does, you, you know, impact our, our credit score. It also, if we do that too often, too frequently, so if we go on a shopping spree through the mall and maybe open three or four or five credit cards, that that can, you know, it will show up as a blip on our credit report, which then negatively impacts our credit score. So people need to be mindful of that. And as you said, you know, you don't want to have to go through and close a bunch of cards. So you don't want to take out a bunch of cards you don't need because you don't want to have to close them in the future. Right, exactly. And and it, you don't want to do it all at once. So you know, if if it's been a year or two or five and you find that your shopping habits have changed and you now shop at a store that's different than where you used to shop, but you seem to go there fairly often, then maybe it's okay to get that one. But like you said, don't be tempted to every place you go, oh, if you get the card today, you save 30%. Well, that sounds great, but you don't want to have to have that card on your credit score forever just to save 30% one time. Right. And as a total side note that store credit cards normally have bad terms, that their terms are not nearly as good as maybe your more standard Visa, Mm -hmm. MasterCard, American Express in terms of the interest rates or annual fees or penalties if you are late on a payment or you Mm -hmm. miss a payment. So um, we have a policy in our house that I know is not what other people have, but we just say no to store credit cards. (laughs) Well, they're Um, restrictive too. They're only good in one place. My mom and I have this conversation all the time. She's like, but I shop at X store a lot. And I do think that, you know, she probably does. She does primarily most of her shopping at one store. She probably does get the benefit out of having having the card. But we're not as committed of a shopper to one place as she is. And so we just say no to store credit cards. <laughs> um, but I took us down a little bit of, of a tangent. I also wanted to go back uh, to something that she said fairly close to the beginning when I asked about understanding credit score, you said that your credit score is calculated from your credit report. Can you tell us a little bit about what your credit report is? Yes. So your credit report is a history of the way you have used credit. So it's going to include all of your credit and loan history, but it may also include some personal history about you. So it's going to include your name and your birth date. So they're going to know how old you are if they're pulling this. They're going to look at uh, your habits. And so we talked about the the frequency of payment history and and they want to look at how long you've had your account. So they'll see, you know, when you opened your bank account and when you opened your first installment loan and when, if you ever paid it off, it'll show if they are paid off. It'll show if they're still open. It's important to check your credit report to make sure everything is accurate because you don't want them to be building a score based on information that's not accurate. And also that's the best way to prevent and to check for identity theft is to check your credit report. And checking your credit report is free. Uh, You can do it every 12 months. You can actually get three free credit reports a year because there are three credit bureaus. There's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. So you can request all three at once, or you can stagger them if you want to do three months and then get another one in the next three months, and then wait a while and get the other one. Either way is fine, but you should check all three because they might be slightly different. Like, for example, if you uh, got a car loan, the 
person who gave you the car loan may not report it to all three. They may only report to one of the three bureaus. So your three credit reports could be slightly different, but you want to make sure that everything on there is actually yours. You don't want anything to show up that's not yours, and you want to make sure it's correct. So if something happened and it was reported incorrectly that you were late on payments or something like that, you can actually dispute information on your credit report if it's wrong and you can get them to fix it, to correct it. And that may help improve your score too. And it is not uncommon to have inaccuracies on your credit report. Um, just just as an example, my dad and brother have the, the same names. My brother's a, a junior, and there have been times that when my, you know, things from my parents' credit has ended up on my brother's report, and things from my brother's credit has ended up on my parents' report. Now, I often joke with, with all of them that it helps my brother when my parents' credit shows up on his. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily help my parents when my brother's credit shows up on theirs. So, um, but Definitely. And I know numerous other examples. I have a colleague that he goes by his middle name and he always um, just uses a first initial for his first name. And sometimes he does sign documents, just the first initial plus last name. And that there was another individual's credit that had gotten attached to his credit report that had the same first initial and last name. Lived in totally different states, completely different ages, um, no other similarities by the same first initial and and the last name is a fairly common last name. But um, you do want to make certain that you identify those inaccuracies and do get them corrected right. because your credit report is is very important to right. you because um, as you said a minute ago that your credit report determines your credit score. Right. And if we can talk about credit scores for a minute, I think a lot of people obsess over their scores. I know my husband does. <laughs> I always have to tell him to calm down. So first, let me say that your score is not free. Usually, if you get your free credit report, it will have all your information, but it won't have your score. And the reason is because there are very complicated scoring models that they use, mathematical calculations that they use to put your score together. And they're going to use a different calculation depending on what they're pulling your score for. So if they're giving you a car loan, it's going to be different than if they're giving you a mortgage or a credit card or just pulling it to see if uh, the landlord wants to rent to you. So there are many different scores that you could have because they calculate it different ways. And so there are a few ways where you might get to see your score if you are applying for new credit and they do like a pre-approval. So if you're getting like a car loan or a home loan, you may get to see your score when you you go for that pre-approval. If you have your credit card or a loan through certain banks or credit providers, they may include in their service a regular report of your score with your statement. And that's where my husband sees his. He sees it on his credit card statement. And if it goes down at all, he just gets so upset. And I say, well, you know, if it's only a point or two, it's not a big deal. You don't need to worry about it that much because you have good credit overall and it's a range and you're not applying for anything right now. So don't worry about it. Right. And I I think, as you mentioned just a minute ago, it's important for consumers to understand that if they do have one of those credit cards that gives you your credit score, and if you go to a bank and apply for a loan, it could be a, a very different score. And that has to do with the calculation that algorithm or the math problem that that the company that was calculating the score you used to figure it. So it's important to be mindful of that, that if you do, you know, see your credit score, that that's 
a gauge of what it is. Right. It's not necessarily what it is. I do want to to back up just a minute as we were talking about that you could get a free credit report. How can our listeners access their free credit report? Absolutely. The government site to get your free credit report is actually annualcreditreport.com. Uh, and the phone number is toll free. It's 877-322-8228. Um, so a lot of times the website doesn't put the phone number on there, but that is still available for those of us who don't use the internet. I know there's a few out there. Right. And we will link the website as well as have the phone number posted in the show notes for our listeners to go back and reference. And I think it's important to, to also note here that sometimes, you know, maybe on the TV or radio, you might hear a jingle about getting your credit report. That is not the free credit report right. site. It is actually, as you just said, annualcreditreport.com is the government's website and the one that, that folks should go to to, to access to their, their, free their free credit mm-hmm. report. And, and remember, your score is not free. And there are services where you can you can pay to get your score But for the reason that there are different scoring models, I would recommend not worrying about it. If you're going to apply for credit, you're going to find out soon enough what it is. Right. So there's no need to pay for that. Your credit score is what your credit score is. I think the important thing is is that you make certain your credit report is correct so that your credit score is actually what your credit score is. And talking about your credit score is what your credit score is, can you tell us what a good credit score is? I can give it a shot. Like we said, it's a range that we're really looking to focus on. So scores range anywhere from 300 to 850. So about half of those scores are not great. Anything under 600 is considered poor and can uh, make it a little harder for you to get approved for a loan or for credit if you fall in that range. The good news is anything over 600 is better. So 600 to 700 is considered fair or good. Um, You can get approved, but you might not get the best terms. So basically from there, the higher your number goes, the better interest rate, the better repayment terms, those things are going to improve for you. So it gets more affordable to have credit, the better you've proved that you're able to be with your credit. So anything over 740 is very good and anything over 800 is excellent and probably pretty hard to achieve. True. Are there any tips that you could share with us for someone that's working to improve their score? Pay your bills on time. That is number one every time. Pay down your balances so don't take out as much credit as you can. You know, you you have, like we said early on in the show, you have an amount of credit that you can use, but you don't really want to use all of that. Just use as little as possible and pay those down as quickly as you can and resist taking on new debt. So don't be opening new accounts all the time. Stick with what you have and make the best of it and show that you can be a good, responsible credit citizen, and it will pay off in your better score. I like that. Be a good, responsible credit citizen. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kelly. Thanks for letting me talk about credit scores. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.